The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the great, the talented, the lovely, the fantastic, the worldly, the amazing grammar speaker, Michelle Yu. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, since we started the show, probably eight years ago now, I would say. Is that right? I don't I have no idea. It's gotta be about eight years ago. And you you have improved your no, grammar it can't. tremendously. It can't be eight years because I moved to this house six years ago and I know I've only done it from this house. Okay, six years ago. Feels okay. like it's been longer. <laughs> <laughs> we yes, have a great you. You I don't think bullied me into better grammar. I, I can only so imagine much. what goes through people's minds when they listen to the show like in the first 30 seconds and go what are they ta- what is wrong with them? <laughs> There's so many things yeah. wrong with us, but we hope everybody's having a great new year. We have a fantastic guest today. His name is Tony Fanacola. Um you've you've seen his silks, these those uh pink and purple checks on horses like obviously who won the Breeders' Cup, uh Mile um, he has a really good new horse that he's brought in that's two for two in California named Motorious with trainer Phil D'Amato. We're going to find out all about that horse uh, and how Tony got in the game. And he's a great guy. I've known him for a, a lot of years and it uh, should be a good interview, Michelle. Good idea by you. I'm excited. Yeah, he's a, he's a good man. What, okay. um, what are our three things of note for this week? So our very first thing of note is that the Eclipse Award ballots have been closed. Oh, Everyone that has that. voted has voted. Um, and uh, honestly, when I sat down to do mine, they weren't as like cut and dry as I kind of thought they were going to be at the beginning. Do you want to take some time and kind of breeze through real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the horse of the year, I, I put Flightline, although... It's not like his body of work was exceptional. It's just the devastating performances that he put in for me. And I backed him up with Malathat and then life is good. Okay. I can't argue with that. I don't, I don't, I mean, I haven't, I keep seeing these ballots on Twitter and stuff. And, and I, I think Flightline is going to win horse of the year and should. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's that, you know what well, that's called? Say it's a bad precedent to set because he's, is he winning it? He's winning it without having run a lot. So now we're saying, oh, it's okay. You could be a champion in three starts. Uh, you know, those three starts were the three best starts of anybody had this entire year. So that's kind of where I went with. Yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. It, let's move on because it's. I mean, I know that's not great analysis by us, but he's the horse yeah. of the year. Won the Breeders' Cup Classic by six hundred lengths. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, what else is the horse supposed to do? Billy knows the exact distance. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, moving on. 
Uh, the next one was two-year-old male. Right. I went with Forte. I think that was a foregone conclusion. Yep. I backed him up with Cave Rock, and I actually put Mischief Managed underneath, um, who was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint winner. I think a lot of people put the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf winner underneath that. I don't think that was his name, though. Victoria, Victoria Road or something no, like Mischief. that? Mischief Magic. Oh, you said something. You said Mischief I, oh, Managed. I said Mischief Managed, which is my horse's name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, make me my, laugh so much. My fresh turn yearling. I love it. Uh, okay. So two-year-old Billy, Wonder Wheel. I put Meditate under and then and Tell Me No Lies. I know. I love that you have the SoCal horses up there. I, I like that. And I like that you go. You weren't afraid to say turf. I thought Meditate was pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Right? Yeah. I mean, she was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. She was awesome. And she put together a good campaign. She had two seconds in grade ones. She won a grade two. Won, won a, actually, she won a grade two, two grade threes, and broke her maiden and then won the Breeders' Cup. So I, I think I mean, we talked about this when we did our Breeders' Cup recap, but mm-hmm. I was in the paddock for her race for that Breeders' yeah. Cup juvenile Philly turf. And she was not the biggest Philly, but she, she looked like a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Like she was like yeah. sleek and black and muscles and yeah, and just like a beautiful, beautiful filly. So yeah, I like. Really, her. we need to have a juvenile turf division in the Eclipse Awards. Maybe in my opinion. Well, maybe. Okay, moving on. Three-year-old male, highly contested. This here, is the right? big one, right? Epicenter or Taba, right? Correct. So I. I don't have a vote, by the way, for all those people that are listening. I don't vote on this. I do. I put Taba Look at because you. he did win three grade ones. Um, I get that <clears throat> Epicenter had a large body of work, and he did beat Taba in the Kentucky Derby. But, you know, he was also prepared properly, whereas Taba was kind of rushed into the Derby. I don't think you can make and that least- as an excuse. I mean, the race is the race. So you have to judge Absolutely. by their body okay, of work. Well, and then, then no, Taba but- beat Epicenter in the Classic. Right. I'm. I'm saying... What I'm saying to you is I think you can make a very good argument either way. Well, I did not even put Epicenter in second. I Ooh. stuck him in third, and I put Modern Games in second. Ooh, yeah. You and your turf horses. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, three-year-old filly, I think Nest is a clear-cut winner in this division. <clears throat> Obviously. Underneath her, I put Society and then Spenderella. Okay. Okay? Yep. Older Dirt Male, I put Flightline. Yes, as over you should. Over Life is Good, over Olympiad. Okay. Really, Life is Good had an excellent body yeah, he of did. He really did. If it wasn't for Flightline, he should be on everything. <clears throat> well, he might have won the he Breeders' Cup Classic if it wasn't for Flightline, and he had to I go that think fast. Think about if, if they had run him in the Dirt Mile and he won that by 10, he would have a better combined body of work than Flightline. Maybe. Uh, I like older this. Dirt female. I, I like your thinking here. Yep. You. Uh, I put Malifat, yep. which I think is obvious. Obvious. I put Blue Stripe underneath her. You love Blue Stripe. I love Blue Stripe. Uh, and then I actually put Goodnight Olive. Even though she's a sprinter, I feel like she's still four years old. Like she and she's a dirt performer. Like she deserves yeah, to be. Yeah, but she has her own category, doesn't she? She does. But I thought she still deserved a nod in the older dirt female category because I liked her better than like Clarier. I like that. Good okay. thing. I think. I, you know what I feel like? You put some thought into this. I did. I spent a really long time. I spent like two hours doing this. Say 10 hours. Um, Say 10 hours. I I spent like 10 hours. Hold on. Let's try that again. You know what, Michelle? You know what, Michelle? I think you really put some time into this. I did. It was like 10 hours at least. 
That's a lot. That's a lot um, of work. Okay, so here's the part that's I'm not send editing that, by the, the way. Edge. Okay, the part that's going to send people off the edge is male sprinter. Male sprinter. I okay, put... hold on. Stop. Stop okay. before you go. Male sprinter. In the Cody's wish. No? Is he considered a sprinter? That's That was... Jackie's warrior? I thought. That is what I thought. So I put him as male sprinter. Now, he obviously won the dirt mile and the majority that... of his races were longer. Yeah, but he beat he beat Jackie's Warrior in that seven ace race warrior. at mm-hmm. Saratoga, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I swear, is voting for Jackie's Warrior. I don't believe because... that at all. I don't believe really? that. I've I have seen a bunch of ballots and on, you know, just social media and I believe uh-huh. Cody's wish is on all of them. Oh, yeah. great. Well, I didn't see, I mean, I saw them, I didn't see any, so okay. I was curious. Very good. Uh, for runner-up, I actually put Elite Power, since he did win the Breeders' Cup I think over Jackie's Warrior. Absolutely. I think Elite and Power. I put if, yeah. Okay. I like, I like Elite Power a lot. Okay. Is he coming uh, back? We, we haven't heard that he's retiring or anything, right? I don't know. Okay. Maybe we should know that. We're an expert radio show podcast yeah but about owners so yeah, i mean it's not right. like that's we're focused we don't know anything about the horses you're right necessarily in our thing in our in our uh, wheel in our wheelhouse okay. female sprinter for me was goodnight olive yep over caravel okay. over Mediterra Mediterrea. oh interesting okay got it um that was an easy one. and then let's see what was she next. might be unanimous yeah she had a good campaign, except that she just her first couple of wins were allowance races. That's you know okay. what I mean? You have to develop. It's nice to see people develop horses every once in a while. It is, it is, but then it just you know sends people into right. an absolute tailspin. Yeah. True. Um. Okay, then male turf horse. Mm-hmm. I modern games on top. I think he was the best male turf horse that we saw. Underneath him, I put Rebels Romance because yes, he won the Breeders' Cup, but. I think Modern Games was better in all of his performances this year, including a runner-up effort to Baid. And do you feel like he kind of was just justly deserved for the sham that happened last year in the, at Delmar? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you give him a little bit of credit for that? I mean, it wasn't like it was his fault or uh, anything. Right, I know. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. And then my third horse actually is Count Again. Oh, look at you, little we West Coast Mark Martinez. Time, he's coming back. He it. Good. He, I'm yeah. glad he is. Yeah, he's coming I back. I hope he stays away from us, but <laughs> I'm glad he is. I like him. Stays away from you. Who do you have in that division? One more bid. He's three one more bid, isn't he? He just turned four. Oh, so he's now four. He has to he's face older. All toughies. He's the same horse as Balnikov. I know. I forgot. I thought he was a baby. I wish he was. Then we could dodge people like you. Well, where are you going to run next? <laughs> Wherever you're not going to? We're not running for a while. Oh, okay. Um, that's good. That opens up our possibilities. There Maybe you go. Kilrow? No, we're running there. Oh, Billy! Yeah, uh, okay. and so's Hong Kong Harry. No, he's not. Yep. I'm alternating my plans now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm going to take him. Maybe I should run him in the dirt in a dirt race. Maybe. Um, okay, back to this. So female turf horse, Regal Glory. Over Spenderella, over Caravel. Okay. Okay. Uh, I thought Regal Glory's race in in the matriarch was like one of the best races this year. 
I don't know what her numbers were or anything, but she, I never see, I mean, she accelerated by a good, uh, past a good group. Just like they were nothing. She looked so good. 10 of 10 agree on that. All right. Steeplechase. Nobody cares. Uh, I do. I know you do. Remember we used to have like steeplechase on three things of note sometimes. Yes. Yeah. No one cares. Uh, People are turning off right now. They're texting while they're they're driving. I put snap decision on top because he did win two of the five grade ones. I put Hewick in second and Noah in the arc third. Uh, for owner, I put Godolphin over Clarovich over Built Right Stables. Who's Built Right Stables again? That's our guy that was on the other day, Lynn Cash. Oh, Lynn Cash. He's amazing. And that horse won again. And Beverly Park won. Yes. yes. 15 wins in one year. That's amazing. How cool is that? That's really cool. He was a great guest, Lynn Cash. He's so funny. Right? He uh, uh, he texted me after, and he just his wife was like, where do we get this? I forgot to actually text him the link to the show. I better do that. Oh, I sent him the link. Oh, you did? Okay. I did, yeah. He was like, hey, that guy Billy never sent him. I'm just kidding. He, he, <laughs> I did send it to okay. him. Okay. Um, okay, Jockey, Irad, Flavian, and Joel. The Apprentice was... Let me stop you there. Me. Do you think, okay. as we look back... um. That's on 2022, one of the big jockey controversies was Pratt leaving California Moving. to go. Mm-hmm. He went first to Kentucky, then he went to New York, mm-hmm. um, eventually came back to California for the fall. Did he make the right move now that he's finished second in the Eclipse voting? I think he was second in money one. And there was a lot of people who said, why do you want to do that? Right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel that he was... Um, What's the word I'm looking for, Michelle? You're the you're the scholar. Do I think that it was that he was validated by doing validated it? is a great word. I was thinking of something else, but validated, yes. Um, no, I don't think that it was worth it. I mean, sure, it was great he got to go and he got some mounts and everything, but you make a bigger impact, in my opinion, when you're winning three or four a day, not when you're winning one a day and then a stake every weekend, because then you're just like everybody else there. Right, and then I don't know. He finished second. I think he finished second in money one. So he probably made. Would he have finished second in money one had he stayed in Southern California? Would he have finished second Uh in the Eclipse voting unless he had all those? Because a lot of his money came from Breeders' Cup, and it was Flightline. Well, okay. I don't know. I think I I think it was the right. I think for what he do him justice to go. I mean, it 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 didn't lose it for him. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. Is Flavian Pratt a bigger name heading into 2023 than he was heading into 2022? No. I, I disagree. Really? Yeah. I completely disagree with that take. I think really? he is a much better, bigger name. I think he – look, I mean, Brad Cox had him go ride that horse at, at um, Oakland the other day that won the stake, the two-year-old. Like, he wouldn't have done that last year. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I think he is a he has become his brand, the Pratt brand, is in a way, way better position than he was before he made that move. I think okay. he's I think he's stronger nationally than he was prior to making that move. Okay. I could see that. You don't have to agree with me. That's the fun of the show and it's the fun of making these yeah. arguments. That's why I said I can see that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um and then what else did we have? Apprentice jockey. I'd literally never heard of them before. I just went with the guy that had the most wins. 
<laughs> Why don't you just abstain like that guy Ed DeRosa did? You know, I thought about abstaining, uh, and I, I might if this happens again next year. Right. Um, so, anyways. And then trainer, it's probably very controversial, but I put Chad over Todd, and then I put Bill Mott. Uh, no I think Phil DeMotto? Had, no, no, I should put Phil one year. I think that Mott had a great year, though. And obviously Chad and Todd just ran away from this group. But it is very impressive to have – as many winners and everything as Chad does, like year on year on a super tough circuit. But that doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you again. Okay. Because I think what you just said, even though I don't think you completely thought about it or meant it, that you just said year by year it's tough. You can't look year by year. You have to look at 2022 and That's what true. he did, right. and not. It's the body of work from that particular year. And I think, and I okay. saw a couple arguments. I do like Pletcher. Um, in 2022 i thought his year was absolutely phenomenal yeah, i saw some people vote year. for john sadler which i thought was very cool uh, uh, why just because he campaigned one great horse yeah, very lightly I, listen i don't know uh, i saw some people i saw a lot of bill mott talk bill, yeah i thought bill mott i'd like was to get a, phil DeMotto in there look i am like com- top five but i think bill was a super strong candidate i am completely uh, biased this. but it would be nice to get phil some recognition one of these years when he has i he voted had the, for phil like last year or the year before i think okay because I voted for Phil in like third, and then I voted for, and I also put Gary Barber in my owners. I remember you did that. Yeah, so I did vote for them a year or two ago. All right. Um, well, that was our whole three things of note was the I, Eclipse Awards. I think. Hold on, our, I do have one, two, well, two other things of okay, note. Okay, go. Because we got to get okay. to uh, oh. Tony Fantacola. Yes. Okay. So one of them is that the uh, Pegasus invites are out for the first round, and that is for the World Cup, the turf, and the two turf races. So you know we're trying to get that field assembled for the end of this month, and then a little bit of quasi sad. Wait, news stop. Is that- Who's who are the invites go to? I saw oh, a I cyber knife. Like breeze through it. No. So yeah, for the uh, for the the big race itself, yeah. I feel like we are a little lacking on star power um for these these dirt horses so when you look at it yeah it's topped by cyber knife you've got skippy Longstocking who won the prep and you've got um white abario in there so kind basically like a lot of florida based okay horses but we've lost our stars right yep um the philly and mare turf did have a little bit better turnout shantasara uh, Wakanaka, Dalika, so some more like bigger names for that. Pizza Bianca, um, Queen Goddess, mm. all invited there. Lady Shakespeare, Skims, so there are some good fillies invited. And then in the uh, boys' turf, we had some West Coast horses get invited, which was exciting. We had Dicey Mochara get invited, Cabo Spirit get invited. Um, it's obviously Colonel Liam got invited despite being beaten, decorated invader, uh, Ivar, master of Foxhounds, master peace. Look at you. And there was a lot of, uh, East coast, uh, sorry. Well, it's an East coast like race, right? So, but at least that race, we have a lot of West coast horses in. Yeah. I hear you. I felt, I felt like that. Um, okay, and then my final thing of note, because we have to get to <laughs> is sadness. Fox Hill Farms, oh, uh, who was chaired by Rick Porter, who passed away in summer of 2021, had one last horse, and that was Royal Ship, 
they have transferred him uh, to Rick's son, Scott, who races under Fox Hollow Racing, and this horse is owned in partnership uh, as well. But that was their last horse, so they have now shut their doors. And That's sad. Rick always said, like, you know, Fox Hill Farm was him. I believe he was on our show. And, like, when he was gone, that, you know, that's what Foxhill Farm would be gone as well. Yeah. So Victoria Keith, who's kind of uh, been running running the, uh, the show there since Rick passed, said that this is a nice way to make a stepping stone from Fox Hill to Fox Hollow. I like that. And uh, move on from there. All right. Let's, um, let's take a quick break, and then we will call Tony Fanicola and hear all about <laughs> his horse racing ownership journey here on the owner's box be right back the owner's box is brought to you in part by first racing and make sure you play the first coast to coast pick five featuring a sequence of races from Gulfstream park in florida as well as santa anita park in california every saturday and sunday it kicks off this saturday for the very first time it's a minimum one dollar bet and has a player friendly 15 percent takeout you can bet on track online and it's usually listed as a separate track if you're playing on your adws just look for coast to coast pick five also, if you play along on First Bet or Express Bet, you can get a free $10 bet on the Coast to Coast Pick 5 on select days. To participate, don't forget to register for that promotion. Uh, you can also get Pick 5 sequence, sequences, expert analysis, and free past performances at www.inthemoney.podcast.com forward slash coast. So looking forward to kicking that off this weekend at the Great Race Place. All right, everybody, back here on the Owner's Box. Very special guest, a uh, longtime friend of mine and one of Michelle's favorite owners. I can easily say that. Tony Fanicola is joining us here on the Owner's Box. Tony, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, I look forward to talking to you, Billy, and uh, and Michelle. Well, wait a second. You, when we show. first talked a minute ago, you said you weren't a very big owner, which I think is a load of BS. You are... Well, well I... I <laughs> Well, I, I, a big owner, I'm talking about uh, uh, the number of horses. Uh, you know, my, my partner way back in the uh, 20 years ago, Joe Scardino, uh, was uh, just a wonderful individual, great partner. Um, and he was a very, uh, uh, he was a horseman. He was a real horseman. And he told me the quality of each horse is what matters. Yep. It's not the number. It's That's not the number. Words to live by for sure. Yeah. Tony, before we get into yeah. talking about obviously and your your trip to the Breeders' Cup and and this new superstar Motorious, if we want to call him that. Tell wait, us wait, just, can I, yeah. I I have a theme song for him. What's it's that? Motorious. Yeah, that's very good, Michelle. I I mean that Michelle has a theme song for one of your horses, Tony. How do you feel about that? Oh, really? I love it. <laughs> He's he got a song already? I, yeah. He's got a song already. Uh, to, Oh, my, my grandkids made some flags already for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, let's let's talk about, though, let's take it back to your horse racing ownership journey and how you got started and introduced to the game. Whenever that was, we'd love to hear that story. Sure. I, I, Joe Scodino was a, a longtime friend of mine, probably, you know, 25, 30 years. And, and he was a horseman for years and years, probably a total of 60 years at the racetrack, all different tracks. Um even involved with quarter horses than to thoroughbreds. And he was a very knowledgeable guy and a very smart individual. And his son, Frank, was building uh, my house in Glendora. And, and uh, I got to meet Joe. 
And Joe says, why don't we get a horse together? And he says, I don't have any partners. I don't want any, but you seem like a good one. He said to me, <laughs> and I said, wow. I, you know, I said, what, are you looking in a mirror, Joe? I said, we're both regular people. And I said, sure. So we got a hold of Mike Mitchell. Was the late, great Mike Mitchell, absolutely. Uh, yes, what a wonderful man. Yep. And um, a great, a great relationship that we had, the three of us. And including uh, even people like um, Phil DeMotta was an assistant at the time. Yep. You know, so 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 we got one one horse. I think the horse's name was uh, Flying First Class or something. And and so we we won. I think two out of three. And and I said, wow, this is this is neat. This you know, is easy. I always wanted to, I always wanted to own a sports team in my in my career. And I didn't have an extra billion laying around. So, <laughs> so I, you should have so called I, Michelle. I, I, Michelle has billions so I, lying around. So I thought the I thought the horse racing thing was a an exciting deal, and and it actually was. It was very exciting. <clears throat> Joe and I talked at least uh, twice a day for different strategies, uh, different uh, riders, and you know. And then Mike Mitchell unfortunately passed, and and Phil Demato took over. And uh, we uh, we bought we stepped up with a few other major horses, and we won a lot. We won quite a bit, quite a bit of races. I think our percentage is very high. We don't know what it is, but <clears throat> it's, I think it's pretty high. Yeah, it's run, it's high, ready. and, and it's right. because what you said about quality, and we'll get into some of these horses in a, in a second. But you, right. you know, I, I know Michelle has a question, and I'm probably just stepping right on her toes. But it it when you're That's talking right. about you and and Mr. Scardino. Um, you were you you got nice horses and you every time a horse showed up I know as a handicapper and obviously as a fan and I'm in the barn a lot but there's always like oh that's a that's a Fanicola and Scardino horse that's got to be pretty cool oh yeah yeah no it really is and and Joe uh, it taught me that you know they, they, the the cost per day to to house and feed a horse is the same if you have a five thousand dollar claimer you know or a million dollar Breeders Cup winner. You know, they're both the same yep. number. So, so I, and I thought that was neat. It was a very, uh, very uh, great uh, quote that he gave me it's, that I follow. It's smart. You Michelle, know, but, I know you have a question for yeah. Tony. Oh, well, it's, sure. kind of, oh, it's kind of silly, but since you Oh, you've already sang a song, and now you're going silly questions. This, is, yeah, this man is very serious. I know, but, like, <laughs> I love, okay, I'm not a pink fan, but I love these silks, and they've always just been so great for me. And because you said, like, you've always wanted to own a sports team, I feel like the silks kind of have to represent something. It can't just be like, oh, I just wanted them to be, you know, a hot pink color. Like, I feel like there has to be a, a reason behind the design. The pink and purple checks. Well, I, is that I, what it yeah. is? Is it diamonds? Che- diamonds. 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 Yeah, yeah, the diamond, yeah, the diamonds. It's actually uh, like a purple, red, and uh, um, uh, um, uh, a white um it's a, it's a noticeable color when you could watch it around the track. You know, you could, you'll be able to spot them easier because I don't use binoculars or whatever. But actually, my wife designed those. You know, fortunately, she's not with us again anymore. But um, she mm-hmm. designed those, and she was a great designer for even houses and everything else. But because um, but that's where it came from. Was being able to spot the silks <laughs> so smart um, easier. In, in the uh, in the in the scheme of things, when you have eight or ten horses, you'd be able to tell right away where you are uh, in the race or if you're moving or not. 
you know, that's really where that came from. But uh, I'm glad you like the colors, Michelle. Like the, <laughs> I love so far, Michelle has sang a song so to you. Aesthetically pleasing. They are nice. And you, don't have, right. you didn't have to worry about some of them where your horses were. You know, they were out in front by a lot. Well, yeah. that was th- that was obviously's thing, and he was yeah. such a yeah. such a cool horse, Tony. I mean, everybody around right. the, the Mitchell barn, and and obviously Phil uh, Damato, they continue to talk about him. Just a quick note on obviously, he earned two point three million. Won the Breeders' Cup. Oh, we won the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. I think earlier in the show I said mile. Um, tell us yeah. about yeah. that that experience with a horse like obviously, and what it meant to you and your family. Well, we originally uh, Boomer Bloodstock agent uh, Craig Roundsfeld, but Boomer Bloodstock. He's the who um, selected. Obviously, you know he was a a big uh, horse, muscular, uh, whatever, but. Loved to be in front, and and won uh, three um, <laughs> Shoemaker miles. He was probably one of the best miler yep. in in the country for probably four or five years, and won quite a bit of money. and And it was very exciting to watch, you know. Um, and Boomer did a great job picking him out, and and we uh, we even took him to Toronto, where he it rained like heck the day before. Mm-hmm. The turf got soft. He was out in front by five, six lengths. Should have won it. Got caught at the wire from one of the uh, European horses, which uh, no, we European don't like those Europeans. They they always beat uh, us. Yeah, they, they were yeah they were dancing uh, the night before right. with the rain pouring coming down. But uh, so obviously it was a real uh, winner. So uh, Phil took over uh, after Mike, and we were looking to run in the Breeders' Cup because you won a Breeders' Cup, I think, event. You know, to uh, automatically be qualified. Sure. And uh, so we, we, Phil says, I'll, I'll get him ready. We'll have him ready. He'll, he'll be, um, he'll be a good. And we happen to win it by uh, a couple of inches. You know, we hang on. Oh yeah. And and he was eight eight years old at the time. That's insane. And uh, yeah, so he won a Breeders' Cup. At one of the, I think he tied the record for being the oldest to win because yeah, I mean, it- I favor old guys because I'm I'm a bit old. Myself. You're not so, old. You're young at heart. Uh, uh, well, he did. And um, I, I talked to Craig Favell a couple of times uh, during the year after, obviously, one. They wanted to do a big marketing program the following year for him to run again and win at a nine-year-old. Would have been a, a, a record breaker. And, uh, you know, I asked Phil and Joe and I talked. And he said, well... I can get him ready, but there is some risk involved. Yeah. And then we decided, no, that's not the, no risk. No risk. We should retire him and uh, put him at Kristen Mahal's ranch, give him a beach chair, a Mai Tai, and, <laughs> and an umbrella. No, 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 no work for him. He was a great, great individual. He did enough and gave us such a thrill and a lot of fans, too. Because the name obviously was a was a was a word was a was a word that was spoken a lot. Yes, no, it was Tony Fanicola joining us here on the on the owners box. Interesting as we go through some of the names of your horses because you just brought up obviously that you and Scardino named a filly Fanicola. Now that's not always good luck. Did did you get warned before that? No, no, no. What happened was uh, we 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 bought a spot of the horse. We have to name it. So I says, you know what, Joe? I says, I'm going to tell you. 
you've done so well with me because you're much smarter in the horse business than I am. Why don't we name the horse Joe Scardino or, <laughs> or Scardino? Right. And so I, I looked it up in the file. It was taken. Oh, no. Somebody oh. had the name Scardino. I said, well, Joe, who took your name? <laughs> you, know, you know, at the time. This right? Was, we, in fact, yes, actually, that's, that's the true story. He said, no, no, we'll name it Fanta Cola. I said, um, okay, sure. You know, <laughs> and he, and he, he did tell me that. He said, uh, Billy, that, that's uh, really not good luck. It's not good yeah. luck, but she was a really nice filly. Oh, she had a lot of heart. She she won uh, she won like five or six hundred thousand. She won. Yeah, she actually five hundred and sixty one thousand nine hundred and eighty six dollars. Yeah. She won the Grade Two Royal Heroine, a really really hard yeah. knocking mare. Um, lasted lasted a long time. I know Michelle has a question. Michelle, go. Sure. Uh, yeah. So you had mentioned that Boomer had purchased. Obviously, we know that he bought yeah. Motorious, who we'll talk about in a bit. I got to ask when yeah. Boomer goes to the sales, does he find something for you? Are you like, okay, Boomer, find me something, or does Boomer yes. go and find stuff, and then you're like, yeah, I like it, I'll buy in. No, he, he uh, I confer them with Phil D'Amato, you mm -hmm. know, and and him, and they look at tapes and whatever. Uh, Michelle, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm probably the guy on the track that knows the least about <laughs> thoroughbreds and horses. So That's what I amazing. do is surround myself with people. I surround myself with people like Boomer, Phil D'Amato, Flavian Pratt, you know, and, and Joe Scardino. Uh, those, those folks are the real knowledgeable, smart individuals who know how to maneuver between raindrops. And, you know, in the racing business, it's pretty tough. It's, it's pretty tough to be a, a winner. Yeah, you it's know. very tough. We, we talk about and, that and I, on I, the show all the time. Yeah. And I, I've won four in a row now with the, the three or four I have. We won three at Del Mar, and then the, we won the, with the Motorious. Motorious. And then we got <laughs> classically, classically, by the way, is going to be running as soon as they put it back on the turf. I think probably next week. Classically is a Philly, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, a gilding by uh, Fanta Cola with oh. intermission. Oh, wow, oh. right. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. So it's Fanta Cola's son is classically would be running probably next week. Oh, that's, that's great. You know, Good to look out for. So tell us a little bit about yeah. um, Motorious. He had high expectations in his first start coming into Del Mar. Yeah. I know you love going yeah. to Del Mar. I see you out there with my man Bob Bone all the time. Um, is yes. that, was that, Were you expecting uh, him to, to reel off these, these two straight really impressive wins? Well, the first one I got to tell you, you know, what they talk about racing luck, Billy. Yes. The um, the first the first uh, he ran, ran through a shoe, Oof. right out of the, when he jumped out of the gate through a shoe. So he ran with three shoes. <laughs> he ran second. I, oh you know, right. I, I, say, I can't I can't run with shoes. You know. <laughs> but he, he, so with three, he ran second. So the second race he was reared up in the gate, put his legs over the front of the gate, scraped them. Yep. But ran they, third. the red looked at him. Still let him run. He ran third. Yep. You know, so the, the racing luck was uh, was not with us the first two races. You know, but uh, and that was last spring. He stayed with him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, we had expectations for him. You know, uh, like I, like they interviewed me before the race, and you, you said you uh, I forget who um, I think it was named Mike. Mike Joyce. You Mike? Yeah, Mike Joyce. That's who it was. He said, you seem very hopeful. I said, well, I do, I do crossword puzzles in ink. I'm a pretty confident guy. 
That's a good name for a horse. Crosswords and ink. But it worked out well. He really, he really blew. Uh, he blew by the second uh, horse. Uh, Roberto Spoli was on. He said that he went by him really fast. Yep. You know. Well, that's uh, in that last race. So we, we, we I think he's going to be a real good one. He feels that way. Tell He'll us a little bit about. Race. Listen, um, I am I am completely biased, and uh, I am good friends, and uh, he has a lot of our horses. But Phil D'Amato has just been uh, tremendous oh. um, ever since uh, the obviously the passing of of Mike Mitchell, who was his mentor. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your relationship with Phil, and and why you think he's so good at what he does. Well, Phil D'Amato is is a is a uh, he's the best trained uh, person that Mike Mitchell had was is Phil D'Amato. Yeah, he trained Phil to the nth degree. Him and Phil, uh, you know, Mike and Phil had a tremendous relationship. And, and Mike Mitchell was the type that would empty his entire brain, his whole training brain into his Phil's brain. Yep. You know, so he was that type of individual. He was a very sharing. Mike was a very sharing type guy. And and uh, Phil was absorbent, you know. So Phil became one of the top trainers we have today, you know. And now, first picked him out because he was the only Italian I could find. That's Italian. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to go <laughs> he, there. He was the only one. Yeah, yeah, he was the only one. You know, until until Flappy came along, Joe Talamo was the only Italian trainer. Uh, Jockey, you love Talamo. <laughs> yeah. We all so, love Talamo. So, uh, both, both, yeah, they're all they're all good. So, you know, between Phil D'Amato and, and his background and his knowledge about about training and preparing horses for certain races and selecting the race that fits that guy uh, the, the best or, or the filly, either one um, is, is Phil. You know, Boom is the best at picking it out. And like I said in the beginning, Billy, I, like I said, I'm uh, I love to surround myself with people that know. Yeah. I, I don't mind if I don't know. I, right, I, I but you have to, to you, listen. Yeah. You've been around for a long time. You've had top grade yeah. one type horses. So there has to be some type of knowledge. And I usually save this for the end. But I'd like to know, we'll, we'll do this now, what you have learned and what kind of advice you would give to a new owner that's just starting to get into the game. Well, I, I, would, I would give him the same advice that Joe gave me to begin with. That the quality of, of one that would give you a, a pleasure of, of winning or coming down the stretch or even having a very good chance to win or ran his heart out very well, to, even if he didn't win, would give you a thrill, would give you a thrill of a lifetime, the quality of one. Selecting a trainer that is a, a quality of a Phil D'Amato or a Mike Mitchell, uh, there's, a, there's a few of them out there you know, mm-hmm. that are very qualified. And um, that's what I would suggest that, that they do, you know, and, and have fun with it. you got to have really fun with it. Take the pressure off. You, you know, let the trainer do the training. Let him select the riders that fit the right horse mm-hmm. <clears throat> rather than, you know, uh, let them select the races that are right for your horse at that particular time. You know, so, uh, you know, a lot of owners become uh, trainers, you know, which are... <laughs> Uh, and uh, I've noticed it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm never exactly. I'm not. I'm not going to 
No names. No names? Uh, you can say out, me. They're, they're it's fine. There. You can make fun of me. You can make fun of me, Tony. That's no, fine. No, no, no. <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. They're good. But, they're, but And they're good owners. Don't get me wrong. But they, they feel like getting better. with the, And they start to reach for different knowledge of areas that they probably shouldn't be involved with. My opinion. You know. But. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Those are good words. I know Michelle has yeah, one last yeah. question for you, Tony, and then we'll let you go. Sure. So, Tony, right, right. you've uh, you've accomplished so much with your just percentage of wins, lifetime earnings, the races that you've gotten to uh, be victorious in. What's a what's a goal for you now? So, I mean, you can't say it's all downhill from here, right? What what do you well, want? The, what do you want to happen still? What, what I want to happen, and I'm going to tell you, is, is notorious with Tony Ann which is the other one we have, I have with Alex Veneri, mm-hmm. who is another, he's a good breeding type. He's a great he, guy. He, knowledgeable, knowledgeable guy, you know, about horses and smart. Um, and to, to win a few stake races, but notorious, my end result, winning a Breeders' Cup is really special. I know that everybody talks about the Derby, Kentucky Derby, but when you're talking about Breeders' Cups, I think you're talking about Horses that come all over the world in all different categories. But winning one of those, I think I want to, I want to see Matorius uh, in 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 the Breeders' Cup. And I tell Flavian even after the last race, I said, Flavian, I have two words for you: Breeders' Cup. <laughs> That's all. Well, That's all. T- Tony, do you happen to know where the Breeders' Cup is uh, this year? Uh, I think it's is it in Delmar. Nope, it's at Santa Anita, oh, where Santa, and it's Santa down Anita. and it's down Santa the hill if you go that route, which is the same route that obviously oh, won boy. his. So, oh boy, is right. You have a lot now. You've just thrown yeah. it out there. We're gonna root for you. We're gonna tell the the racing We're gods we need Motorious. this. Oh. Yeah, Michelle already has a theme Motorious. song. <laughs> Tony, uh, we we I cannot. I want to hear that song, Michelle. Okay, no, Michelle's going to record it. it right now. Yeah, we're going to record notorious. it. Do, 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 do. Motorious. What is that original? Do, 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 do. What is the song, Michelle? It, uh, oh, no, it's Notorious. notorious. Right. Notorious. Yeah. It's from Notorious. Motorious, yeah. Yeah. Motorious. Yeah. Motorious from Notorious. Tony Fanticola, you are a, a kind soul, a great man, and we appreciate you spending time with us today. Oh, Billy, you t- Michelle is uh, going to tell you one other thing. Yeah. There's only two kind of women I like. Foreign and domestic. <laughs> that, it, I love it. That's a great way to wrap that, things up. That, Tony Fanicola, we'll be looking for Motaris. We'll be looking for Tony M. We'll be looking for those purple and pink silks. Yeah. And uh, you're 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 a treat, and we we do appreciate it. Have a great New Year. Have a fantastic 2023, and we look forward to seeing you at the races. You too, and thank you both. It was a great thing on your show. Thank All right, you. Tony Fanicola right. here on we'll the talk soon. on the owner's box. Thanks, Bye. Tony. Bye-bye. Michelle, that was uh, notorious. No, who sings notorious though? It's got to be Biggie Smalls, right? Is it notorious song? Uh, oh yeah, notorious B.I.G. Is that the right oh, one? Oh, there's now? one featuring Puff Daddy and Lil Kim. Yeah, it's got to be that one. Are you right? sure it wasn't Notorious? But no, I think the one you're singing it is by like Duran Duran, like Notorious, isn't that it? Then they must have sampled it here because I don't listen to no Duran Duran. You don't like Duran Duran? Mm. What about Tony Fanicola? Is he the best? He's awesome. He's just he's just such a nice. You know, it's nice when you see nice people and you want to root for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's like a 
that's like a thing at the track because let's be honest. Well, that's what the Horonis is, right? Right. The there Horonis are... is everyone roots for them right. because and they are the nicest people. They're just people. nice people. And, it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's – I don't know. I don't even want to say it. But I think it's nice when we have good people like Tony Fandicola on the show. And thank you to Tony for sharing his stories. Thank you to Thanks all – What do we have coming up? up. What ha- You're welcome. What do we have at um, Santa Anita this weekend, Michelle? Oh. Okay, so first, real quick, if I just want to racing, mention, since, I mean, we, since fr- we are an owner show, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. the Keeneland January sale starts on Monday, the oh, 9th, okay. yep. um, and they have keep they just keep adding horses. So there's 1,618 horses. It's an all-ages sale in full broodmares, broodmare prospects, newly turned yearlings, horses of racing age, stallion, stallion prospects. Go on to Keeneland.com. This is not a paid advertisement. This is just, hey, you're listening and you need a, an owner. Or you need a horse? Yeah. Take a gander because you never know what you're going to find there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I looked through the catalog. As far as coming up this week at Santa Anita, Friday, live racing returns. Uh, I was on a call right before we recorded this show, and our raining here, which has been prolific, it was pouring has in my house. Slow down. Ugh. It was pouring. Uh, has slowed down, and they did get that t- track sealed up tighter than a tick's butt. So as soon as the rain is gone, they're going to start working on it today. I don't think I've laughed as hard with a lot of the expressions. Did you? What did you just say? Tighter than a tick's butt. Tighter than a tick's butt? Like a well, tick? Well, you're supposed to say tighter than a tick's ass, but like I didn't want to say ass. Oh, I like it better with butt anyway. Okay, so right. tighter than a tick's um, And what so did Tony Friday, say? Wait, what racing. was the joke? What was the joke? I like two type of women, foreign and domestic. Foreign and domestic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit of both there. <laughs> uh, okay, and then Saturday is Cal Cup Day. Right. Which is fantastic, obviously. So all California breads featured with massive purses. We do have the Cal Cup Derby, the Cal Cup Oaks, the Cal Cup Sprint, the Unusual Heat Turf Classic, and the Sunshine Millions Turf Sprint. Um, also, we're going to have burgers and brew going on. There is also going to be a pick six jackpot mandatory payout. And, of course, the kickoff of the Coast to Coast Pick 5, which is that new wager. And we're going to have all kinds of freebies and giveaways and stuff like that we're also going to have live racing on sunday the sham stakes for three-year-olds going one mile is going to be the feature that day how many hot dogs did you have last monday at the track none oh i had two i didn't have any good job on my new year's resolution of trying to maintain a certain level of non-fatness yeah join that club (laughs) Uh, i am doing dry january though oh nice so not me I'm out on that. I already ruined that. All right. Thank you to uh, Tony Fanicola. Thank you to everybody here on the uh, In The Money Media Network. We appreciate all of you who help us out with the show. To all of our sponsors, uh, many of whom are coming back for another year, which we cannot tell you how excited we are. We have a lot of new things lined up, a lot of great new uh, sponsorship opportunities. And uh, I think that's it, Michelle. Yay. All right. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you guys at the races this weekend at Santa Anita. Bye.